calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. And now, a special edition of the Toddcast podcast. Hello. Justin. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing, buddy? Long time, man. I think the last time you and I spoke was like, I want to say eight to ten years ago when I was still doing Fox's afternoon show and the uh, wow. uh, Rock Report. Do you remember that? Wow, my God. I don't remember anything past eight years ago. I've only been sober <laughs> for eight years. So anything before that, no. I'm screwed. Well, fair enough. I'm man. so screwed. <laughs> For the Toddcast, I'm looking forward to uh, to catching up and kind of getting up uh, up to speed in, in your world. And, uh, of course, Blue October, you've got the documentary yeah. coming out. You've got the new album coming out. And, dude, I want to hit, of course, I'm going to hit all that. I've got a ton of uh, fan questions for you as well. But I, for our time together today, Justin, I want to start off at the beginning. Okay. What's the music in the first and fell house as a kid growing up what are the bands that your parents are exposing you to the bands that my parents were exposing me to were uh stevie wonder michael jackson um uh anita baker george michael and then my dad was george Strait, johnny cash uh oh so you're for you're getting it from all angles oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh so it was it was my dad kind of liked that. Uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. Nice. You know, he liked all that kind of stuff. But I remember him, Merle Haggard, George Strait, Johnny Cash, that kind of stuff. My mom was very R&B, very soul. Okay. So what was the first to really grab a hold of you then? Um, I'd have to say um, the first artist that really grabbed a hold of me when I was a kid was Michael Jackson, of course. But uh, the first artist that made me feel something was uh, Roy Orbison when I heard Crying. Yeah. I remember being like five years old and being like, I started bawling and my mom was like, what are you crying for? I was like, this guy, he's, he's sad. And she was just like, you don't even know what it's about. Like, but it's sad. But I remember my first time listening to like George Michael. My mind was blown, dude. He was so good at songwriting and love love songs, and but the first person that really tugged on me was Peter Gabriel. 
Okay. Biggest, biggest fan of Peter Gabriel that there ever was. I am the hugest Peter Gabriel fan there ever lived. Right. And what do you think the chances of him getting back together with the guys in Genesis then? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think, I think Peter Gabriel's better by himself. Oh, he's going to hit me through the screen. So many people hate it when I say that. Well, you know what? I, I, was- I, might, I might side with you, man. Like, uh, for me, when, when I, go, I listen to Genesis and classic Genesis, uh, you know, of course, I do love Gabriel's stuff, but it's, as soon as you get Phil doing the leads, that's kind of, I think, where Genesis really grabbed me yeah. as a younger kid. Genesis was more of a... I don't know. It was an art project when, when, when Peter was doing it. And then after Peter left, it became a very corporate, uh, good songwriting machine for radio, which is great for Genesis. So when I think of Genesis, I think of invisible touch it, all that kind of stuff. And, right. you know, which is doesn't really tone my blow bow, but you think of Peter Gabriel, you got mercy street in your eyes. Right. Um, in your eyes. Don't like give that. up with Kate Bush. You got, Biko, you got uh, Family Snapshot. I mean, it, that guy's a genius. That's great. Genius. Okay, so what was it about George Michael? What was it about uh, Michael Jackson? George Michael, the teacher. There are things that I still have to learn. Oh, the last one I had is my pride. So right. I don't want to learn to hold you, touch you. Think that you're mine. Like, come on. Incredible like, that's, like, the song was brilliant, and he wrote it all. Where'd that come from? And then you have Kissing a Fool. Guess you are kissing a fool. Right. Like, come on. And he's got these videos, too, Justin, to go along with it. And yeah. you know, at that time, he was just such yeah. a massive star. He was huge, and his albums were even better. Yeah. Like, his albums were pure art. Pure art. Yeah, they were great. They were... Too. Amazing. If you if you got a chance to see him live, I think you walked out. Of I there didn't. I didn't ever get to see him live. Inspired and, and straight up blown away by his talent. Yeah, he's super yeah. great. Superstar, man. Biggest guy. Biggest guy. Yeah. Michael Jackson was probably, uh, I just liked his dance and I liked his, uh, that Thriller album. I was like four, yeah. five when it came out. Remember I when you every. The first time you saw the video for Thriller? Like, oh, yeah. I waited up till midnight. I waited up till midnight, and I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? Totally. This crazy 13-minute video. Unheard of. At the time, it was unheard of. It was like, this is crazy. This guy yeah. is – and today, it's like a short film. No big deal. Yeah. Ain't no thing. Just whatever. It is what it is. What was oh, your yeah. first concert that you attended? How old were you? First concert that I attended was the Beach Boys with my dad. But the first concert that I went to that I wanted to go to was the Cowboy Junkies. Okay. Oh, wow. I love that band, Cowboy that Junkies. That would be amazing. It was in like a 300 capacity room, chilling. Oh, God, they were so good. Yeah. Wow. All right, Justin, let's get to uh, – I know I've got uh, limited time with you. I don't want to stretch because I do want to get in a lot of – It's all good. Take your time, brother. Um, let's get to the, to the, the new album It's called, uh, this is what I live for. Uh, so far it's just saying September. Do you have a concrete date or is it just September? September 18th. Okay. So talk to us about that. Uh, what's, what's it like for blue October? Um, you know, to head to the studio 
are they fully prepared songs? Do you sometimes luck out and get a song when you're in studio that you had no idea that was even there? Tell us oh, about yeah. I songwriting. Usually, I usually write them all. I write them all before we get there. Um, I write them all while we're touring for the current album. And then the studio is on my property. Oh, nice. So I basically live in the studio. Um, so then the guys come over after they've heard the demos. And we just nail down the parts. I mean, we get stuff done so quick. We're just right there on my property. And my head engineer, he basically lives there. And I'm just constantly shoving out songs. I mean, that's all I do is just write songs. So I think for this album, we had like 70, 75 songs up for the album. Wow. And to, to finish and get all done. And, and we, we chose 14 of them and ran with it. It's great. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a cliche question, but like, how do you, you have 75 songs? And of course they're all like, you know, they're your kids or your babies. How do you, how do you, how do you nail down from 75 to 14? Like there must be so much material that you're like, maybe we should just release a double album. Why not? Well, because it's all so good. I love it so much that it, um, we like to save a little bit for, um, for the next album. It, it, it let's just say it, it, uh, secures our future to have as many songs as we possibly can Definitely. and uh, only release a few at a time. Right. Uh, but they all had to have that vibe. They all had to have that, um, the rock and roll vibe, but still with that sad romantic nostalgia to it. You know, so if any of them were too poppy, I wouldn't put it on the album. But if they were rock and they had that really sad kind of romance to them, then, then we flirted with those and finished those up. And they're, they're all pretty sad and beautiful and, and rocking, except for Oh My My. That one's not that sad. But um, the other ones are... Off, uh, single. Yeah, it's a single. <laughs> What's your favorite song that you've done? To date? Yeah. A uh, song called Worry List. Okay. song I wrote about my daughter when I was, uh, was kind of going crazy. And uh, yeah, Worry List is definitely it. Mm. Where, where do you find that you get most inspired to kind of get to, into that creative world? Because, I mean, it, you can't just be like, I'm going to go and write something right now and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be our next single. You can't, it can't be like that. Creativity doesn't come like that. Where do you find you get inspired the most? Well, I'm, I, I do that. I go at 10 a.m. in the studio every day and I say, I'm going to write something. I'm going to write a hit. You and do. And I make myself write and write and write. Sometimes it comes out shit. Yep. Sometimes it just comes out like poop, and sometimes it's a massive hit. Right. Oh, my eye was written like that. Let's just go in the studio, see what comes out. And me and Eric sat in there and pounded away at this song, and two hours later, boom, we had the song. You know, I think if you wait around for inspiration to hit you in the face, it'll probably never come. You know, you got to go out there and find it. Yeah. But I'm always a sucker for the beach. It's weird. I can be at the at Texas beaches, something in Port Aransas. It's crazy. I mean, whenever I'm at the beach and it's uh, like rainy beaches, I just tend to like get so inspired. It's crazy. And what is it that, uh, what's the, what's the synapse? What, what fires is it? Is it like a line that you're thinking of that you're like, that'd be cool. I don't know. Like melodies, melodies, like, melodies, lyrics, everything. Yeah. Something about the piece that, that it gives me and just makes me think clearer. Yeah. And tell it's us crazy. about uh, working on the documentary, get back up, uh, which is, oh, out is that out, out in August? I think you got to be proud of this. Can't wait for this. To come it's, out, it's out now. It's out what? now. It's yeah. out now. Oh, yeah. okay. It's out now. It's available on Get Back Up TV. Okay. It's a streaming platform that I started 
but uh, it was seven years in the making. And uh, man, it's about recovery. It's about redemption. It's about um, finding your passion and uh, not letting the negative get you down. It's, it's gorgeous film. You see so many of our children being born over seven years. You see, you see relationships being mended. Um, uh, marriages coming back together. It's just we're so proud of it. Yeah, what a, what a labor of love. Like now to be able to go back and look at that, and oh, uh, yeah. you know everybody that's involved, the kids, the people that are yeah. in production, and like what a cool thing to be able to create for your, not only for your fans but like for yourself, man. Yeah, it was it was definitely one of the coolest things that I'd ever done. It was it was crazy though because I wasn't allowed control at all so i had to give control to the director and i'm a control freak yeah. so i was just like oh god what's this going to turn out to be and then i watched it and i was like wow yeah that was beautiful i i bet did you cry oh yeah i yeah. cried like a little bitch like how could you not right what are some of the ones that uh uh like other bands that have done something kind of similar uh whether it's not certainly not what you're uh what you tackled but maybe like like a metallica uh you know, some kind of monster, which was very, Oh yeah. I saw that, uh, personal. It was very, like, as a big fan of that band, I, I watched and was like, wow, I don't know if I should be privy to this information. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of them too. And then I watched that documentary and I was like, wow, could they whine anymore about how the, hard they have it as millionaires? Millionaires. Yeah. I thought the same. Could thing. they, could they whine anymore? Like when he sold his Basquiat painting for like $8 million and he was upset because he didn't get nine. I'm right. like, Jesus dude, like for real. Like, or when, 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 uh, Lars got mad at, uh, the singer because he said studios on lockdown when I leave and I can only record from 12 to three. Cause otherwise I got to go to AA. I'm just like, you guys are acting like a bunch of bitches. Mm -hmm. Like for real. And they, their dumbasses hired that shrink yeah. to come down. And then he said, I'm moving my whole family down. Like, like <laughs> dude, I felt the same way watching that, right? I was a big fan. I was like, whoa, man. It's pretty. Uh, you guys are a bunch of bitches. You're a rock gods. Work it out. Go have a fight in the backyard. Right. But go drink yourselves to stupor and then make a decision like you've always had. Right. Don't whine on camera about about how much how your million dollars yeah oh it was hard to watch <laughs> okay. let's uh i agree let's let's get into some of the fan questions as you imagine uh justin when i mentioned you were going to be a guest um I, I got a bunch uh Aww. brent wants to know when you find time of course we've got a bunch of time now what are you currently binge watching Ooh, good question i am a fan of ozark yeah ozarks on yeah i love that one Dude, Jason Jason Bateman is incredible in that role. He's killing it. Something I'm also a fan of the I'm also a fan of the Outsiders, which Jason Bateman's also in. Yes, good show. Sick. I'm a Tiger King fan. I watched the Tiger King. Yeah, binge right through it. And Man, it's awesome. Carol, show. What do you think, Carol uh, fed or no? I don't know. There wasn't too much. Of, I was too busy concentrating on the meth heads. And having fun with all those guys. And I forget Carol. You got three meth heads that are married to each other that are just so, crazy fun to watch, dude. It's a trip. It's a train wreck, man. How could you not want to watch that? 
It was so good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> in his videos, yeah. where he's singing about the, the tigers and and the the the, the the baby the baby cats and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, I got to go watch it again. Yeah, it's something else. So good, and also, hmm. I'm a huge fan of like Forensic Files, so I'm always watching Forensic Files. Mm -hmm. I like those murder, death, kill shows. Yeah, I like those too. Make me feel alive, not being the dead one, you know? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching that <laughs> on uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer the other day. Well, I haven't watched it yet. Wow. Have you watched it? I watched some of it, yeah. I didn't watch the entire thing, but I watched uh, uh, probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, Is it good? It's, uh, it's incredible, man. Like, to think that those people actually exist. They'll fucking kill you and eat you. Yeah. And what's crazy is that it's yours and my job to pick out those people in life and keep them away from us without knowing that they do that kind of shit, right? Because everybody said, oh, Jeffrey was a sweetheart. Or who He's they a are. nice guy. Yeah. We don't never know who they fucking are. Could be so your anybody that it is you know what I do? You know what I do? I anybody that lies to me once, I kick him out of my life. Anybody that's like tries to fraud me or 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 manipulate me, I kick him out of my life. I just don't even let them get to the third step when they get crazy enough to try and do something. Fuck the dumb shit. I am not, I've had so many people in my life start acting strange and I said, "You know what? Before they go uh, fucking postal on people, I'm going to kick them out of my life." Dude, fuck out. See ya. Peace. There's the door, bud. I don't. You don't let it hit you in the ass on the way out. You know. I, do that I got no. I got like no problem. Yeah, I got no problem hurting people's feelings. Yeah, None. So, yeah, I feel exactly. If you're crazy, get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> All right, Troy wants to know. Oh, this is cool. Who are Who are your favorite superheroes and your favorite mm. superhero movie? Never really been into superheroes, but mm. if I had to have one. I'd probably just because of a Joker, man. That last movie was dope. The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. So psychological, you know. It was awesome. Uh, I was interesting. I mean, come on, man. that perspective of somebody that is being picked on uh, relentlessly to the point of, you know, wanting to kill people and losing their sanity. It was insane. I got to watch that again. It was really good. So good. So good. Yeah. If I had to choose a character. Maybe Spider-Man because he can fly and shit. Or maybe Batman because he's just such a pimp in that black outfit. Right. And Batman's just basically just a dude that uh, works out as a right. detective, you know. Has yeah, I think I'd go with Batman because he's a pimp, dude. He's badass, man. Yeah. I mean, Batman's fighting Superman shouldn't even exist. Superman with right? a flick of his finger <laughs> kills him, you know. But That's no. bullshit. That yeah. should never happen. Um, Scott asks, is being bipolar more of a hindrance or a help when it comes to creating music? Uh, as long as you keep doing your meds and you don't treat people with disrespect and you don't act all fucking nuts. Um, it, I, I like who I am. I like who I am. And I like, I like the fact that I can either be really manic or calm or I, I like who I am because I know how to regulate it. You know, and I know when I'm being people, a little. I think a lot of people are bipolar and don't even. Um, know yeah. It. Yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm, I feel blessed to be who I am. How about that answer? Yeah. Good call. 
Uh, Jen says, this, is, this isn't a question. This, Jen just says, uh, she goes, oh, man, I love him. I saw him a few years back at the hotel cafe, packed house. The women were in tears. That's right. That's what I like to do. I like to make my women cry. Make them cry. Swooning like that, Justin. Like him just cry, man. <laughs> I like to hurt their feelings and cry. I'm joking. Um, Cameron says, uh, well, we know that they've spotted UFOs. Do you believe that aliens have visited Earth? Yes. Why not, right? Because my mom said she saw one when I was a kid. My mom doesn't lie, and she's not crazy. Where did she, so she tell said it, that story? What happened there? She said that she saw one one night while we were camping, and it was a cube. It was like a cube in the sky. It came down, and it was a cube, and then it sped off. And she truly believes it. I mean, you got to believe it. If we're, if we're on Earth, right? Look at us. We're on Earth. People walking around, skin, eyes, talking, communication, crazy shit, right? We're right. on Earth. And there's how many other freaking planets out there? We can't even count them. Something's got to be on them. Yeah, the Kepler Something. program has spotted millions of planets, Justin. So Millions. So tell me, we're, we're the only ones with living species on the mud. Dude, I think that personally, I think aliens live among us, man. I do too. I could tell you one right now, but I might get sued. I'm <laughs> uh, I got a few more. I've been here. in a relationship with a couple of aliens before. Sure seems like it afterwards. Right? What are your thoughts on legalized marijuana? It's been in Canada for almost two years now. Um, for me, marijuana is a downfall because I'm an addict. Um, I think legalizing marijuana would probably help um, just because there's so many other things we could focus on. Plus, I think it um, should be treated like alcohol, put an age limit on it. But I think legalizing it would keep a lot of more people out of jail, a lot of peaceful people out of jail. Um, right. And I truly believe that you could overtax the damn thing. You could just tax the shit out of it. Well, it's amazing, and, right? Like that the other states don't look at, uh, like Colorado, I think that they, they were like, oh, we had $121 million surplus or whatever. So they started to throw it into the school systems and the medical right. Like, how could you not look at that as another state and be like, fuck, maybe we should do like them. You know, let's it's maybe- The only problem, government. the problem is, is the trade of it. The problem is, is the illegal Mexica, Mexico bringing it in or illegal- uh, trade of it uh it's just it, it we just grow it here sell it I, i'm not a politician but i think that legalizing it would make things so much easier crack cocaine heroin meth things like that that's some crazy shit crack down on it but marijuana i won't smoke it because i get chubby I won't smoke it because I get chubby. I'll eat everything in the kitchen and I will never get up and go jogging and I won't look this good anymore. That's right. That's right. Hey, at least you know. I'm a moneymaker. I want to respect your time here, Justin. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a couple you more. Can ask me more questions. I got yeah. like 10 more minutes. Okay, Rad. Okay, well, I got a, a couple more and, uh, and I'll let you go. An oddball. Have you ever had a near death experience? And not necessarily yes. where you're over your body and kind of you know, floating to a light or whatever, but more like, holy crap, man, I could have died there. Yep. You want me to tell you about it? Yeah. <laughs> My best friends growing up in the high school time were in the, the Crips. I grew up in a neighborhood where Crips and Bloods were, and I grew up with Crips because I like the color blue, so I chose their side. Um, I was 
playing pool with them one night and um and these two guys walked up to us and they said hey you want to play pool and we said no we're good and then we come outside and these two guys are waiting by our car and one of them pulls a gun and puts it to my head and tells the guys in the crypts to strip to get naked take off all their blues right so these guys take off all their clothes and their butt ass naked in the parking lot i got a gun to my head and this guy goes click click and he says say goodbye to your friends white boy and i was just like my ass starts rot mouthing off i said don't please don't blah, 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 blah. and he's like shut the fuck up and then he pulls this knife out and he has one knife on me and then one gun in my head and then the guys in the crypts got all butt naked and they took all of the blues stuff away from them. And then they got back in the car and they split. And me and the guys from the Crips, we got in my car. And I said, you know what? I don't think this friendship's working out very well. I think I might have to hang out with other people now. There's there's the door uh, again, right? Don't- you're like, what the fuck, dude? You almost blew my fucking brains out because you're wearing blue, you dumbasses. Wow. So two weeks later, get this. I'm at their house. And we're play- of course, I went over there. We're at their house smoking dope, playing spades or something like that. All of a sudden we hear pop, 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 pop. And their dad comes walking in the room. It was a drive-by with his ear blown off. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. and I'm just like, okay, now guys, I think this relationship is not good for me. I'm going to go home. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's insane. Yeah. Fuck that gang shit. Yeah, man. Who's up with the bloods? Like, fuck wow. that. Wow. All right. Uh, last question, Justin. And thank you, man, again, for, for doing this with yeah, me. Yeah, dude. This is fun. Uh, okay. So um, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this, honestly. Can you nail it down to one career highlight? Is that even possible or is that just? Uh, one career highlight would be the documentary. Like, Watching the documentary made me realize how much I was loved, how much I was cared for, how much people loved me, how much sobriety and recovery and faith and and living healthy and living a good life means. Uh, So many people take their life for granted and I'll never do that again. So watching that documentary for seven years being put together, it beats any, it beats playing with the Rolling Stones. It beats playing with Kiss. It beats, beats playing with all these people and, Jay Leno, all that stuff. The fucking documentary tore my heart apart and yeah. taught me that, you know, Justin, you are a good guy. Just don't go back to that old life. Right. It's beautiful. I'm so proud of it. Like I said off the top there, uh, you know, I think that's something that uh, your fans, of course, are always going to want to go back and check it out. But like having that to be able to, you know, the people involved and you, of course, and all your bandmates, like what a cool thing to have when you're seven. Right. right? And I can always look back and show my kids and go, look how handsome your dad is. <laughs> right. Look how gorgeous your dad is. Look at that right there. You're, that's how handsome your dad was. Even when he was high, look at how handsome yeah. he was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Justin, thank you again for doing this. Uh, the new album is out in September. Yep. The documentary, I'm watching it as soon, as soon as I'm off with you. I'm going to grab that. I'm watching it immediately. I can't believe that I didn't know that it was out okay bubba uh your band's twitter is blue october your instagram is blue october band yep you are at justin underscore five five nine one on twitter 
That's it. You're the man. I think we Look got everything. You, man. Woo! I guess we'll see you online, dude. Yes, we will. And God bless you, man. And I hope you have a great day, okay? You bet. You too. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.